Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Jocelyn Boothby. She is an over 50 fitness strategist, scientist, and personal trainer who is determined to clear up fitness confusion for women in their 50s and 60s who just want to get into shape. can totally relate to that. She mentors women one-on-one to work out wisely and safely so they can enjoy longer, stronger, more adventurous lives. Jocelyn, welcome to the space. This is going to be a great conversation. Can you hear me, Hollis? I can. Hello, hello. Hi there. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. I am so happy that you're here. I appreciate you having me on here. Yes, 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 of course. Can you please share, is there any kind of a, um, a fa- some kind of fun fact that you would like to share with us? Um, sure. Um, I actually have two. Is that okay? Of course, please. All right. So fun fact number one is that I only will drive manual transmission cars. Mm -hmm. And fun fact number two is that I can sing the states in alphabetical order. I can too. No way. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait, what grade did you learn that in? Um, I want to say it was fifth or sixth. <laughs> yes. In music, right? It was for chorus, yes. <laughs> that was Miss Watanabe. She was brilliant, I have to say, in that, because I can do the presidents and the states um, all by song. My kids look at me and they're like, okay, could you just stop? Right? <laughs> I, I keep waiting for the opportunity <laughs> to have this moment that I can bring this talent out and use it, but I'm still waiting. <laughs> you just have to like put it out there and be yes. like, Alabama, Alaska, Alaska Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> it sounds like it's the same um, too that I learned. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. All the people that I've asked so far, this is why I like asking this question. You find out so many fun things. So so wait a minute, I'm completely being a ditz here, but a manual is not a stick shift, right? 
It is a stick shift. Oh, so you only drive a stick shift. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. If I can find them, because they're getting harder and harder to find, so. <laughs> yeah, electric cars are not stick shifts, are no, they? No, they, they're not. So eventually I'm going to have to switch. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So before we move on, tell me, what is it about a stick shift? Um, I think they're fun and it like brings a little bit more mindfulness to the whole driving experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly because it's fun. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I have a very quick story on that. Um, the one time that I was getting a lesson from my father to drive it was we, I get in the car, he gets in the passenger seat. I put the key in the ignition. I start the car. I go in reverse. The car starts to buck. And he says, <laughs> take the key out of the ignition and get out of the car. <laughs> I said, because I start laughing and he's like, I'm like, no, 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 I won't laugh. I'm, I promise, I promise I'll be serious. And he's like, no, go screw up somebody else's car. You're not messing up mine. <laughs> so that was the Aww. extent of the So stick that was shift. the end of that? That was the end of that. I never went any further with the stick shift. <laughs> Luckily for me, my dad was a driver's ed teacher. So he had the patience of a saint. <laughs> wow. Yes, that is pretty amazing, actually, because teaching your kid how to drive is very stressful. Oh my goodness, it sure is. I, I've got one more to do and I'm I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't um inherit any of the calmness when it comes to that? Um well with our first son, my husband did a majority of the teaching, um, which is probably for the best. And then with my second son, I actually did much better than I thought I was going to do. So but we'll mm -hmm. see um how it goes with my daughter. <laughs> Yeah, I have to admit, I will admit to everybody here, I am the reason why our daughter doesn't have her license because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, she's like, you know, it's your fault. I'm like, in this case, I totally do know it's my fault. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I own it. I'm a little nervous and I don't want to take you out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's move past that. Thank you for bearing with us on that one, everyone. So, okay, so Jocelyn, let's just dive right into the first official question, which is, how do you define creativity? All right, so when I think of creativity, I think of um, being curious and open and kind of taking the bits and pieces of knowledge and perspective and experiences and combining that with our authentic self and kind of building this into some sort of expression that we let out. I love that. I love the verbiage there. Um, curious, open to taking bits and pieces of, of our experiences, authentic self. Those are really yeah. juicy words. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I grew up... Um, very interested in the sciences and was told multiple times, like I didn't have any talent in arts or music or anything like that and stuck to the science world. So I grew up thinking that I was not a creative person. Mm -hmm. And in the last maybe five or 10 years have realized what 
creativity actually means and that we're all here to be creators and it's just opened up so much for me oh my gosh well thank god for that and i'm sorry i apologize for anybody that has said that to you in the past and ladies and gentlemen i want you to understand that i can't tell you for all of the years that i've been teaching art and in the in my having my businesses and doing i am creative in these conversations how many adults hold on to these words from either a situation or what somebody said words and experiences are very powerful and i am so happy to hear can you tell me what was that transformational experience or moment or uh, that opened you up to the fact that you were a creative person um i think i was doing a lot of um, self-improvement reading and researching and kept coming across the word creativity and creative and creator and really started looking through that lens at my own life and seeing that there are, I think in my past, I used to think creative meant drawing a picture or coloring or painting or playing an instrument. Um, But when you are open to what creativity can encompass, it just allows you to um, be more free and explore how you can apply creativity to the things that you do have talents in. Did you hear that, everybody? What you do have talents in. Because it truly is, it truly is owning that space and finding that space and giving yourself permission to be curious and explore, to discover what your talents are and what you enjoy and where you feel like you shine and what brings you happiness and what lights you up and all of these things. It doesn't mean that you have to, if you go to school terms, have an A++ in this area. It means it's an area that lights you up and makes you open. And this is your creativity. It's what you offer to the world. And it's so beautiful when you find it, right? Yes, I love that, what you offer to the world. Hmm. So what I love about what you do is this this, uh, duality, in a sense of like the scientist, the biologist, and the fitness strategist and all of this stuff. So I know this is a little open-ended, but wherever you want to start in the journey, could you please tell us about you and how you've gotten to where you are now, please? Sure. I will, I will try to do that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I've always had a background in science. um, And then I think the idea and desire for, having a business came about um, like it does for a lot of people because of um, hardship that I was having in my own life. Um, I had some health issues um, maybe 10, 15 years ago and was not finding the answers that were satisfactory to me in our current healthcare system Mm -hmm. and was getting very frustrated, um, feeling hopeless, kind of alone. And 
came to the realization that I can use my background as a scientist to kind of research this on my own. And that's what I did and started coming across um, different types of health and wellness than I was exposed to ever. Um, and just started experimenting with different things in my body and um, found that certain ways of eating helped me to feel much better and um, adding movement made me feel better. Um, and so since then, I've just kind of been obsessed with learning as much as I can about body and health and wellness and just how miraculous our, the systems of our body really are. Mm -hmm. um, and at some point, I decided I wanted to share that with other people, um, especially if they were in similar situations where they felt kind of hopeless and um, like nobody was actually listening to them. Um, so I became a health and wellness coach. And um, through my coaching, I started to realize that um, the part, the specific part that I enjoyed the most sharing with people was the movement part. Um, that's what really lights me up. Um, getting people to enjoy movement, experiment with movement, um, feel the benefits of movement in their body. Um, that's, that's what I feel like I was, I'm here to do. <laughs> mm. And I also felt like that was the fitness part of it is actually where I, I find a lot of, especially women, um, as they, we approach our late 40s, 50s, 60s, there's a ton of confusion around what fitness actually should or might look like for us at this age. Um, so I feel like this is where I can serve the most and where my heart really lies. So I've kind of focused in on the, the fitness aspect of things. I still do um, um, some coaching around nutrition and lifestyle habits like sleeping and um, stress, but I come at it from the perspective of habit change because I feel like as far as nutrition and sleep and um, things like that go, we typically know what we're supposed to be doing. We, we just have a hard time actually doing it. Mm. So I, I wanted to figure out how to best serve people in that way. So I um, became a habit coach. Um, so I have habit coaching and the, the fitness. And I also like to add in, I'm a laboratory scientist, so I add in the laboratory piece because I think it's super cool for people to see their laboratory results at the beginning and then do, start doing a fitness wellness routine and then retest certain things at a later date so you can actually see like what you're doing to your body is changing things <laughs> that, right. that you can't see from the outside, but it's definitely making changes on the inside. <laughs> so there's actually science to show this. There's actually proof. Yes, proof. <laughs> <laughs> proof to show that what you're doing is making changes to your body. Yes. And that just adds to the motivation piece, I think, where you can see tangible results in front of you that your hard work is actually doing something. Yes, 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 yes. So when you say laboratory, 
does that mean blood work? Yeah, so I, um, I can help women figure out which tests they might want to look at, and they can either go through their regular doctor. In many states, women can order these tests on their own, which people aren't really aware of, but you have the ability to order these tests, go get your blood drawn, send it away, and get the results sent to you. There are a handful of states, um, including my own, that don't seem to trust you with your own lab results, and you cannot do that, mm -hmm. um, but most of them you can. So then I would recommend, um, a, I don't know, like a panel of tests to get done that are the usual ones that will be the best markers for like cardiovascular health, um, metabolic health, and inflammation. And then we can track those um, over time. So maybe every three or six months, depending on, you know, if your doctor is willing to do it or if you have the means to pay for it. Um, so we can see how those things are changing as you implement, um, the fitness piece to it. Yeah. So, wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. So what, in what I call this over fit, over 50 fitness strategies, clearing up fitness confusion. I mean, in this space, it's, it really does. So here we are, we're more than halfway there. So yes. <laughs> more than halfway there as women, we're, you know, um, going through menopause if we yep. haven't already gone through it. And there are a lot of different kind of factors going on. And I was just really inspired by this person that I saw on some social media thing. She didn't start working. She's like 58 years old. And I don't think she started working until she was like 56. Awesome. Um, yeah. And she's like in, you know, incredible you know, one of these things you look at and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> um, so she was just really motivated. I think her and her sister always said that they were going to exercise, didn't. Her sister passed away and she was just oh. like, I am, I'm not going back on this promise of what we said we were going to do. Yeah. So I really um, am very appreciative for everything that you're doing. Um, so I'd love to hear more and to share more. Is this something that you were always interested in for yourself? when you were younger up to this point, or is it a newer interest? Um, when I was younger, I was um, involved in athletics. Um, I did swim in high school and um, for part of college. But um, at the end of college and then for many years, I, I didn't really do anything as far as fitness goes. And it wasn't until after my daughter, my third child, um, was born, and we knew we were kind of you know, three is good. We're, we're good here. Mm -hmm. Um, I decided I, I want to feel better. Um, I was feeling tired and lethargic and, um, I just wanted to, um, feel like I used to feel. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I got involved in a program and it introduced me to lifting weights. It introduced me to yoga. Um, and, that was um, probably 14, 15 years ago, and I've been going ever since, but the last few years, as I approached 50 myself, um, I noticed things were changing, um, and my fitness routine wasn't actually getting me the results that 
I was hoping for. So I started to, again, research more and more and more and have changed my own perspectives on what fitness for women in their 50s and 60s looks like and um, the perspective we should be taking on our fitness and um, have changed around a lot of pieces of my own routine and feel great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what is that perspective that should change? Um, I think there's a couple pieces to it. The, the biggest one is probably the way we, at least in our generation, I feel like we were brought up to look at exercise as a calorie burner. Like we go mm. to exercise to burn off calories um, and mm. to lose weight. And that's not actually what fitness is great at. <laughs> so most of the research would indicate that if you just rely on exercise to lose weight, you're not going to get the results you want. It's more the nutrition side of it that's going to help you with that. But the fitness part of it helps in establishing habits. It helps to have you um, keep the weight off that you do lose. And it does all these other awesome things Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, like heart health, um, muscle health, bone health, longevity, It makes you feel good. It makes you feel strong. Yeah. Um, So I feel like we need to shift the perspective away from I'm doing this to burn off calories to I'm doing this to improve this, 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 and this, and to live a longer, stronger life. Um, I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that trap of fitness to burn calories is almost like you're doing fitness to punish yourself in some way. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is, I have to stop for a minute because that, do you hear that everybody? (laughs) Because it's kind of when people are working out for like three hours. Yes. And if you do do that, everybody, and it makes you feel good, then that's great. But is there kind of like a punishment aspect of things? Like, okay, well, you had that bag of (laughs) M&Ms. So now you have to work out till you like burn it all off. Exactly. And then um, it just creates a not so great relationship between you and exercise or moving your body. And, and that's not how I see movement now in my life, especially at this age. I love that. And I love all that you're saying too, where, and I, I want to acknowledge, you know, I'm so happy that you are okay in the health um, issue that you went through. But when you said that, all of a sudden you realize, Hey, I'm a scientist. (laughs) Like I can, (laughs) I can go in and I can do research and learn more and how I can help myself, which you did. And then here you did through fitness. It's kind of, you decided you wanted to feel better. So you did the research and you dove into it and you figured out what worked for you. Yeah. And that's part of the creativity that I've found is that scientific process is creativity. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. And this is why, thank you for validating my space. 
because this oh, is what <laughs> this is what we are doing. I mean, truly, it's th this is why these conversations occur. So we can expand this definition in exactly what you said. You always thought it was about drawing or painting or music. We're expanding it beyond a pencil and a paintbrush yes. and, and seeing everybody that you are a creator and um, you have the create, you have it within you. It's just a matter of acknowledging it. Yes. And Hollis, so, I have to say, I so appreciate this platform that you have because I know myself and many of my friends would, many of my friends do not consider themselves to be creative. And it's like an argument I have to have with them that, yes, you are creative. You, mm -hmm. you definitely are a creator. Um, you just have to see things from a creator mindset. <laughs> yes. Yes. And thank you for that, for those kind words. But yes, this is, this is, this is why we're doing this, everybody. It's so you can feel more joy and happiness. Yeah. Because that's what we want. Like, I don't mean to sound all hippy drippy on you, but we do. <laughs> we, we want peace, love and happiness. But, but when we have that, then we can show up as our authentic self. Exactly. Um, okay. So in saying this, so um, somebody comes to you, I'm going to give you the scenario of the, the person that comes to you and is like, Jocelyn, I want to work out, but I have no idea where to start. I am so overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I just, I just want to go sit on the couch and watch a movie. <laughs> like, what do you, can you give us like three little nuggets of information that you would say just to kind of change the mindset and get them motivated? Yeah, well, first is small steps are always the first steps, and there is nothing wrong with tiny steps. Um, I heard somebody call them turtle steps once, which really resonated with me because I love turtles. Mm -hmm. But they're they're tiny steps, but very intentional and directional. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they're turtle steps. Mm -hmm. um, but just getting yourself moving and starting um, to create those healthier habits. So starting small, like five minutes, two times a week, whatever you can look at. If you write that down, I'm going to walk five minutes, two times a week. And you write down the day and the time. And if you look at that and you can tell yourself, on a scale of one to 10, I know I will do this. And you give yourself a nine or a 10, then that's where you start. Mm. If you look at it and you see, and you ask yourself that question, am I going to do this? And you give yourself an eight, then you need to change it to one day a week, five minutes. Because okay. the biggest part of the habit forming in the beginning is the consistency. Mm -hmm. So we set these like super high bars for ourselves. Like we're going to change our nutrition and our fitness and <laughs> get 10 hours of sleep and meditate <laughs> half an hour. And we're going to start all this tomorrow. And then we wonder why this doesn't last. <laughs> so <laughs> here, there will be no consistency there. <laughs> there will adhere. Here's a little sound effect with that. It's like a little magic spell. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
like if I do that, I say that that and it's just all going to be perfect and it's all going to change. And yeah, that's like way too many things. I just had to laugh out loud because I can, I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we all get to that point, right? Where we're like, so sick and tired of whatever we're trying to change. And we're like, well, that's it. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. But then we just set ourselves up to, um, not have that consistency and then start to feel like we're failing in some way, but we're not failing. We just set the bar too high to start. Mm -hmm. Okay. So hear that everybody. So, uh, small steps and it doesn't have to be for long periods of time. I really like when you said, if it feels like a nine or a 10, then it's good. But an eight, which some might consider still pretty high up on the scale, that's still a little like, eh. Yeah, because you want to get as many wins as you can in the beginning um, when you're forming a habit. And then once you feel like that is formed, then you can start adding time or frequency duration to it. Um, But the consistency piece has to be the first piece if you're going to do anything for the long term. And that is my philosophy on fitness is this is like a long term gig. (laughs) This is what we're doing for the rest of our lives. So yeah, well, I remember you sharing and this is actually going to kind of go into the next one um, uh, easily, which is the second question is how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? But going back to what I remember you sharing is the networking group that we're in together. When you shared about yourself, you showed how you, if I'm correct, kayaking and hiking. Yes. (laughs) And these aspects of yourself, which fall under fitness, doesn't it? Yeah. And fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's another reason why I've kind of focused in on the fitness aspect of it because I started hearing um, you know loved ones that were um, starting to get older or friends or just acquaintances that would mention in passing you know oh I I used to be able to do that but I can't now so or I'd love to go on this trip but I could never do blah 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 or I'd love to be able to take my kid, grandkids to Disney, but I wouldn't be able to walk around in that heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want anyone to be held back from their dreams and aspirations at this stage of life because they're, they're afraid that their body can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like how you prefaced, well, you said it's fitness and fun. And the word fun in there, that it doesn't have to be this grueling thing that you're doing. Right. And when you're saying, too, I'd love to be able to, but like nothing good ever follows a but. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's usually some kind of excuse or circumstance, which is can be real. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, this seems this is very real. It's like we're not denying that. But. How can we, how can we tweak that? Or there was someone when we used to go to this space um, that we went to for a week at the Jersey Shore every week for like 18 years. There was this gentleman who was just amazing to me. He um, didn't have use of his legs and he walked with, 
you know, crutches. Uh, he would ride a bike. He won awards uh, for the special bike that he had, and he would race his bike. He would go into the ocean. Like, I don't go wow. into the ocean. Like, <laughs> and I thank God have full use of my body. <laughs> he would go to the ocean with his crutches. And his, he was like, I'm not letting it stop me. Right. Yeah. That's such the mindset to have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So freaking inspiring. So, okay. So with that second question, um, let's dive a little bit deeper. We've heard some things that you enjoy doing, but how else do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Um, well, on the larger scale, um, just knowing that I can make decisions that create a life that makes me feel content and satisfied. Um, mm. So just life decisions, I think, are creating, creating that next version of your life. Yes. Um, and then, as you know, as an entrepreneur, you're like, in a constant swirl of creation, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whether you like it or not, sometimes. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, yeah, the, with the business, um, it's, I'll say, allowed me <laughs> mm -hmm. to discover numerous ways to try creative that I never would have dreamed I'd be doing that, you know, if I didn't have a business. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then as far as what I actually do with the fitness part of it, um, I see um, like meeting a new client and taking in their background and their goals and their desires and looking at how the habits that their body has at this point in time and other things that I might assess and like putting that all together with what I know in my mind as far as mm -hmm training and fitness goes and coming up with um, a program for them that's unique to them um, to help them progress and reach you know the places they want to get to yeah and in, in the most efficient way I think that is a very creative outlet well yeah it's it's the problem solving it's yes the, it's the listening. It's the, you're observing. Exactly. You're creating a something specific, unique for them because it applies to what would most benefit them. Not saying, okay, go run three miles when they don't run. <laughs> they don't right. like running. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that's like that, torture. Yeah. And that's one of the other perspective things that, um, I think needs to change is I don't think people actually sit down and like verbalize what their goals are as far as fitness goes anymore. It's just, I know I should do this. So I go make myself do it. Well, mm -hmm. what are your goals with this? Like, do you want to move better? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to have fun? Do you want to uh, feel strong? Do you want to have stronger bones? Like, are you looking at the longevity piece of it? And then that really dictates what you should be doing to reach those goals in an efficient way. Right. Um, I feel like people are just kind of 
more of the the randomness. I can't remember where I heard this, but it was uh, random workouts equal random results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially at this age, like I know I don't have time for for randomness. I I want to do something and know that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I just, I'm thinking of, as you're talking, my, um, my husband has always been the person as we kind of, we think we, we say we're this kind of person, which doesn't mean we can't change. Uh, he's been the one that wakes up at like three 30 in the morning. He is very disciplined and, um, would exercise. And then, you know, when he was, commuting to work, uh, he would be out of the house by 6 a.m. And the meditating and exercise all happened before 6 a.m. And I was like, what? For all of the years, and I'm the snooze presser. I'm like, snooze, (laughs) snooze, snooze. So I say, and finally, even after being together for 33 years, at one point, and it wasn't that long ago, we were maybe year 29, 30, I don't remember, and I'm like, well, you obviously really like working out, don't you? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't like working out? Like, <laughs> He's like, I like how it makes me feel. Yeah. And I like the, the longevity. It makes me feel strong. And I get energized after I do it. And it sets my mind for the day. Yep. But he's like, I'm not like, woohoo, I'm doing this. But I know how it's going to make, I know what my goal is. Exactly. Oh my God. I never knew that after all of these years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so important to have your goal. And that's the importance of the habit part of it too. That like totally just uh, shined up a huge light on that part of it is you do something consistently and then that just becomes part of your identity. Like that's who you are. I'm the person that gets up at I don't know, some hour I would never see. And <laughs> <laughs> I work out and meditate and that's who I am. And then once that is established, mm. then it, it's not, it's not an argument with yourself anymore. Like he said, some, you know, I'm sure every day he's not thrilled about doing it, but that's who he is and that's what he does. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit more because I should have that list in front of me of things because you did such a great presentation because you did a very extensive list of things that you enjoyed doing. So tell me some other things that might have been on that list, whether it was like music or cooking or traveling or whatever that is. Um, Yeah, I love doing outdoor stuff with my family. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of our vacations are centered around doing outdoors, hiking or swimming or um, just being out in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into martial arts um, in my late 30s. I got my black belt when I was in my early 40s. Oh, go you. Yeah. So that was um, something I love to do. And then I um, injured my knee. And I have not been back since but it is on my to do list for this year to get back into martial arts because it was 
so much fun for me and um, just felt like my home away from home. <laughs> what um, what kind of martial arts? So I my black belt's in Ishinru karate, but I have to say the love of my life for martial arts is judo. Um, and the um, dojo that I trained at was great in that they um, had uh, numerous martial arts that you could try and they brought in judo and um, I am kind of a short um, medium build person and um, judo suits my body type quite well. <laughs> okay. Um, so that we'll say that, petite. Yes. Petite. <laughs> That's not what my daughter says. <laughs> well, I am saying that. I'm five okay. feet <laughs> with with, you know, not a not a slim build. I've I've got the curves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um so yeah, martial arts is on there. Um I, I'm a yoga instructor. I am a yoga trapeze instructor. I love yoga trapeze. If I could oh share gosh. that with the world, I wish I could. Um, it's hard Wait. to find a place to teach that. <laughs> Wait, now you have to expand on that a little bit. Is that where, is that with like the circle thing where you um, are going in and out of the, okay, you tell us what it is because okay, I have so a vision that, in my head. Yeah, what you're describing <laughs> is hoops. Hoops, okay. Okay, so mine is a little more low key. Um, mm -hmm. so it's hanging off the ground. It's almost like a swing. Like if you, you were a child, it hangs around that height, yeah. maybe a touch higher. Okay. Um, it's enough so that when you are sitting in it and you invert, so your mm -hmm. legs wrap around the, um, long straps yeah. and you're upside down, you're not, you, you know, you've got a few inches between your head and the ground. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's how high it is. But yeah, it's, um, it's like a hammock almost and then on each side is hanging a set of three handles so you have high handles middle handles and low handles which allow you to do different things so you can um, do inversions you can um, do a lot of the standard yoga poses but with the assistance of the hammock makes it um, kind of a unique different experience like you can get yourself into some positions that you normally wouldn't be able to. Ooh, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, you can do like strengthening things that you can't really do in, in mat based yoga. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the if you're doing regular yoga, you're doing a lot of um, pushing type movements. So you're getting all that type of musculature. But in the trapeze, you're doing pulling type stuff. So you're getting those opposition, uh, the muscles that oppose the, the normal ones that you do in yoga. So you get mm -hmm. a, a better balance. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, uh, is it kind of like Pilates like, like you're really working on your core? Yeah, a lot of it is core strengthening and you can mm -hmm. do specific things with the trapeze. You can almost use it like, um, you know, the TRX things, the yeah, have the two handles. Yeah, you can use the set of handles that hangs on both sides as like a TRX thing. So you can specifically train the core, but whatever you're doing on there is utilizing your core too. So 
Mm -hmm. Oh, you've inspired me. So is this, uh, so you just look up yoga trapeze? Yep. Look up um, yoga trapeze. Um, you can find a yoga trapeze on Amazon from um, the where I got certified as yoga body. Um, but yeah, um, mm -hmm. it's just hard to um, find workouts for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. But they do exist on YouTube. Okay. Thank you. So very interesting. So is there anything else that we can touch on of how you incorporate more creativity into your world? Um, I think that covers it. I mean, aside from being a parent, that's the, you, the you most just yes. creator of all creators. Thank you. You just read my mind, actually, because I was just going to say, because everybody, <laughs> I also have a space where I conduct panel discussions, um, this parenting space called It Wasn't in the Manual, The Art of Parenting Your Own Way. And um, yes, it is a very creative act at all moments being a parent. Yes. So yeah, why don't you share a little bit about your take on that with three children? Why don't you first tell us how old are your kids? Um, my sons are 18 and 20 and my daughter is 16. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, the two oldest are in college right now and actually at the same college, which I never thought would happen, but that's where they are. Wow. Okay. Um, and actually my daughter has mentioned that she might want to go there too. So I'm hoping for the buy two, get one free deal, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When you said you never thought that was going to happen, is it because they're so different? Yeah, they're very different. And I feel like my second son spent most of his life trying to avoid doing anything that my oldest son ever did. <laughs> because <laughs> he didn't want to be compared mm -hmm. until it came to grades he was very competitive with grades with his brother but aside mm -hmm. from that so it was nice to see them end up at the same place and yeah convenient for us too <laughs> yeah very convenient you don't have to be spread in all different directions nope <laughs> So, yeah. So before we go to the third question, tell us, tell me a little bit about what in the whole parenting thing, what, how do you find it creative? Oh, it, that would go back to the problem solving aspect of creativity. Um, just, I mean, it's a new thing every day. Um, and then trying to create a life for your child is such a different perspective than your own <laughs> life um, yes. and then doing it with a spouse if you if you're if you have a <laughs> husband or wife involved it's you know kind of trying to blend the two perspectives and ideas and everything into um, one solution it's it, it is creativity <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just said that because I've always said, which is so funny to me, it's kind of like when you're with a partner, they've had their life, you've had your life, you come together and then you're expected to get along. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like you're expected so many times it's like i don't understand why you do that and then they're like well i don't understand why you do that <laughs> so, oh and then what you just introduced which is so perfect it's true with children then you have the child in whatever way you have the child whether it's your child whether you adopt the child and then you've brought them to your house and I remember looking at my husband, especially with our first one, and was like, well, now what do we do? Yeah. Like, we're expected to, we've been entrusted right, to raise this child when we've never, we took a few classes, but it's like, we never, so there's trust in that. And it's not about us. It's right. about, it's about them. Even though it feels a lot about us, at times it really yeah, is it about does. them. Yeah. And that's. That's the hard part of, I find, you know, with the teenage years and the college years is it now all them, like it's none me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and kind of letting that go and letting them be the creator now it, and witnessing that and holding my tongue at times. <laughs> right. <laughs> There was one particular time when my son, I think he was 16 at the time, um, and he's 23 now, but he was saying something and I just looked at him and I'm like, who are you? How could you actually believe that? How could you, I, I don't understand, like, where did you come from? And he looked at me very calmly. He's always been very good with the pause. And he said, did you ever realize that it has nothing to do with you? And I said, no, <laughs> it, it, it has everything to do with me. We made you, I, we raised you, we gave you morals and values and blah, blah, blah. And then he paused again and said, didn't you raise me to be my own person with my own thoughts? Yes. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Why do you have to be so intelligent right now? Right? <laughs> I did too good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but yeah, it, it isn't about us. But it brings up that whole, I found for me, the process of parenting, it, it, it unearths things when they do certain things. And if it like triggers something or um, if you've, you know, then you can become, you can choose how you react or you respond. It can take you back uh, to that time that something happened to you that was familiar that you don't want to happen to them or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or when they have confided in you and like you said, you kind of need to hold your tongue and be like, okay, I'm not going to overly respond to that. Yeah. And knowing when to do that. <laughs> it's a challenge. It is, but... That is the beauty in the, um, I think to me, and I'm having a little bit of a coughing fit, so hold me, hold on for a minute. Sure. I just need to drink some water. Okay, sorry about that. Um, that's okay. I think that's in the, in the creativity, in the formation of everything is that as parents that if you're just in life, as we learn about ourselves, it's the, it's the stumbling it's the giving permission to make mistakes, giving permission to admit that you don't know something. 
and um, learning from it. Continue to to say, okay, let's like you did for yourself with your health. I don't like these answers that I'm getting, so I'm going to do research on my own. Right. As a parent, admitting like I don't know exactly what to say about this, or <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. You know, let's kind of take a pause, or let's look into it, or let's find out about it together. Right. And and that's okay. That's actually good. It reinforces communication. Yep. Because we don't know everything. No, and I think my children have caught on that I don't know everything, too. <laughs> <laughs> but how boring would that be if they did? I mean, my daughter is constantly reminding me. She's like, you know that if you would tell me not to do something, you know I'm going to do it, right? <laughs> and I was like, yes. I you do told know me that. Times. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like roll reversal. I'm like, you know, roll my eyes. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> Are you Suddenly my mom? You're the yep, you're the teenager again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, mom, you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I can't believe we're getting to the top of the hour, which is crazy already, right? Go so fast. It does. So, okay. So the third and final question, and I want to thank our guest who's been here with us. Thank you so much for being here. Any questions or comments, please feel free to put them in the chat. And I know that other people wanted to be here and I have a feeling there was an issue with the link. So I'm saying to everybody, my apologies for this, but there it was, is a replay. So yes. um, all recorded. So third and final question is, it kind of puts the, the bow on the box, which is, why do you think creativity is important? Um, well, I know for myself, when I realized that I am creative and can create um, it, opened me up to being more purposeful and intentional about what the decisions I was making and realizing that I had more power than I had known. Um, like even with the health stuff, just I found that I had been giving away my power in hopes that somebody else would tell me the answer. And then when I, got creative about trying different solutions that's when the answer appeared um and that the being creative and open to creativity just gives you that freedom and power back oh my gosh okay wait i have to give you i have to give you this sound effect and where is it hollis hold on <laughs> here we go here we go <laughs> Because, because what you just said there, I think is so freaking powerful. It's when I realized I'm, I'm creative and create, you feel more purposeful, intentional. You feel more powerful when you got creative with the solutions, then there was freedom. Then the yeah. answers came instead of being in our head and being like, okay, okay, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Instead of 
moving away from your head and moving to your body and your heart, that's yes. where you got the answers. It's so true. Oh my gosh, there's so much power in that. How you just wrap that up is really, it's the key. Yeah. You've heard it here on Creative Conversations, everybody. The key to life. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Is just, you will feel empowered when you, you get creative with the solutions. You don't just take what everybody says for gospel. Yes. You have the, you have power. Yeah. You can do research. You can ask people. You can interview people. You can try different things. You can, whatever that is, just because somebody says something doesn't mean that's the way it is. And that even goes back to if that, to me, my second grade teacher, everybody <laughs> told me, and I laugh about it, but when I had an energy session done, at the age of 50, she looked at me and said, oh my God, what happened to you when you were seven? My second grade teacher told me I better marry a rich man because I can't <gasps> count money. No. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I laugh about it, but I kind of, she, even this energy person picked up on it. She's like, you got to let that go. You've been holding on to that for a really long time. Yeah. Um, oh. but, the, but this is what we do adults. This is, yes. this is, and I'm going to say, this is what I've seen a lot of people, um, take on, but in this way, this is a good, but you have the power to change that. Mm -hmm. Just like Jocelyn said. Yeah. And once you realize that you have that creativity, part of yourself, you are allowed to see the possibilities that could be there. And then whatever you can imagine, you can create in your reality at some point. Yes. Beautiful. So I want to welcome Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Glad you're here. We're just wrapping up. Um, but I'm glad that you made it. So Jocelyn, can you please tell people how they can connect with you? Sure. Um, people can email me directly. I definitely love to hear from people and answer questions. Uh, my name, my email is J N as in Nicole B. So my initials at jocelynboothby.com. And then as far as social media, the place I am most likely to be found is on LinkedIn and you can um, search Jocelyn Boothby and find me on LinkedIn. Great. Wonderful. So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything else that you feel top of mind? Anything that you feel like you want to say or add? Um, I want to thank you for, again, for having me on here. Um, and there, there's a quote by um, Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic. Have you ever read that? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, that talks about creativity. And that's one of the first places that I read that and reread it and reread it and was like, I am creative. And this is what we're put here to do is to be creative. I, I wish I had it to, to um, quote, but um, mm -hmm. it's a wonderful quote, quote about creativity by her. Mm -hmm. um, but just re for people to remember that, that we're all here to create. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I am so glad that you joined me for this hour, Jocelyn. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, so great getting to know you more and just all that you're doing. I can't wait to connect more and uh, yeah, and for people to find out more about what you do. Great. And so, we have to sing the state sometimes, sometime together. <laughs> yes, we do. We can start with, how about we go to, we'll just go to Alaska. You want to do it together? Okay. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. Alabama. Alaska. Alaska. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was only the second one. <laughs> so everybody, you'll tune in for more of our, our singing the, the states. Yes. <laughs> So everybody, thank you for taking the hour, everybody, people who joined us live, those catching the replay. We so appreciate you. We know that you could be doing anything with your hour, and we so appreciate you spending it with us. This space is all about inspiring each other, connecting, and sharing stories. So please like, follow, share, all of that good stuff. I believe we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever. We need to create these connections and we need to lift each other up. So on that note, wherever you are listening from, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a, and a good e or a good evening and a good evening. And we'll be talking to you again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh, be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story, because we all have one. <laughs>